Bush and Richie here. Hello, welcome along to another Daily Takeaway. Uh, a, a, a nice little thing for you that's coming up uh, towards the end of this particular episode today. Uh, we always say that this is bespoke and there's bonus stuff for you. A text coming up at the end of the uh, end of this particular episode that we deemed too unsavoury for live radio. We were talking about it. Is you're going to hear uh, things you got on your phone, a list on your phone, and uh, a family have got in touch with a game that they play that's so bleak and so dark we couldn't say it on the radio show. But it's on the way for you soon. I feel like we've talked a lot this week about uh, Blu-ray and DVD and old tech and stuff like that. Uh, This kind of started at the beginning of the week where I I came into work with this idea that I reckon there's a renaissance, a comeback for Blu-ray and DVDs Mm -hmm. just around the corner. Like what's happened with vinyl, it was combined with the fact that I tried to put on a film for my girls over the weekend to watch that was on the streaming service about two days ago and they've taken it off for whatever reason. And it makes you think, like, you don't own any stuff anymore. So let's try and sort it out. Uh, So my plan was I'm going to buy ten of the best movies of all time Mm -hmm. get them on blu-ray dvd and then i don't keep them somewhere like you would do if you had a bit of art also got into the art market (laughs) yeah let's see how that that pans out um it's covered in lion's wing now (laughs) but um and then just wait for the price to go up now you were very helpful was it yesterday or the day before a couple of days back i gave you my uh, my top 17 films you want 10 i thought well i'll i keep a list of my top 17 in my phone at all times and I, i gave it you there were a few on there that you liked the majority you didn't do you know the thing that's winding me up the most about it is, is 17. I, it's I, almost like, you know, someone's got their house sign slightly skew-whiff. You just want to say, <laughs> yeah. come in and just turn it around a little Would bit. Would you rather knock two off my list or add three to it? I think I want to add three to okay, it. Okay, fair but enough. But it's, it's, been, it's been a great source material to go to in terms of working out this 10. So I've, I've spent a bit of time and I've whittled it down to what I think are the 10 best films of all, all time. Right, okay. And I feel we overlap a little bit. Yeah. So here we are. And do let us know what you reckon of these. First of all, Duel, the Steven Spielberg movie, which is my favourite film of all time about a guy who drives across America to go for an interview and falls out with a guy driving a lorry and they type oh. of have a little fight in the middle of the desert. Not seen it. It's brilliant, says so that. Uh, no Country for Old Men. Yeah, we duplicate. Brilliant. Shawshank Redemption, which you said you probably should have been on your list, which you yeah. was omitted. Maybe when you get to 20, that could be on it. <laughs> uh, Interstellar, made me nah. cry like a baby watching that. Uh, Spirited Away, the Studio Ghibli animated film. Great, nah. not on this list. Goodfellas, nah. great gangster film. Parasite, the Korean movie. Nah. Uh, L.A. Confidential. Nah. I- I'm a sucker for a kind of a gangster era movie. Uh, Prospect, which is the greatest budget science fiction movie of all time. Nah. Not on his list. And Rear Window, uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, it's a good film. Great film. Not on my list. Not on his list. <laughs> There's a tiny bit of overlap, but I, I think it's a start for ten films there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very good. Well done. So what I'm, I know this is going to force me back onto Facebook Marketplace, and I'm trying to deal with that and stop buying. <laughs> but I'm going to buy them, and then let's just watch the stock value of DVDs rise. I do have a wish list as well. It's obviously got my top 17 um, uh, films. Tell me it's a round number. I was, no, I've got four on there at the moment. <laughs> There's this <laughs> thing. No, if, if, if ever anyone says, like, around birthday, or Christmas, is there anything you want? I, I'm always bad at sort of like thinking of things. Right. So if I if there's suddenly something I want but I can't justify just getting it, I put it on my wish list. So I've got four things on the wish list. Good. Do, do you mind sharing with us what those no, four no, things no, are? No, I don't mind. I need a new bike, so it's, that's a biggie. Okay. So that's got to wait. Um, I want to buy a uh, a desktop departure board. Which it was oh for like like the one that does the trains. Thing. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah okay, yeah. they're good. That's cool. Uh, a dash cam. Okay. Uh, and a uh, a new tray to carve the roast on. Wow, that's your life in four items right yeah. now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just hate like meat juice running onto the 
Running onto the worktop when I'm carving. If you do get in touch with us, make that a hashtag meat juice. Uh, we've got a great one. This is a weird one here. Jen says I have a list of all my husband's passwords to combat the usual what? assumption that I know everything. What? What's going on there? Uh, we've got Lauren on the line. Lauren, what have you got a list of on your phone? My 40 before 40. 40 things to do in your life before you hit 40 list? Yes. Rude question, uh, so I'm going to ask it kindly. Uh, how long have you got to complete this list? How long have you got left? That's what you're saying. <laughs> I've, I've got just over four years. Okay, okay, fair play. I'm very envious of you, very envious. Give us a few things. <laughs> Give us a top five of your 40 before 40 list then. Um... So I let's see. I've got. Um, uh, I'd like to write a song. Oh wow! I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to try yoga. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go to Switzerland. Um, I'd like to complete Tough Mudder, and I would like to take my kids to Lapland, UK. Oh wow! Sharing <laughs> sharing the love right there with those as well. What kind of song would you write? If you're going to write a song, imagine something that we might play on Absolute Radio, what kind of vibe are you doing? Oh, I don't know. It's probably something a bit heavier, kind of like Paramore-ish, I guess. Oh, wow. Liking that. <laughs> Liking that. I'd say out of those five, yoga's a pretty easy one to uh, get tipped off quickly compared to uh, uh, writing a song. Yeah. <laughs> Going to a bit of Vikram, just around the corner. That's great. Yeah. Do you know what? There's a bit of a crossover as well to our bonus day. These are all... So you should apply to our uh, our bonus day, absoluteradio.co.uk slash win. What, maybe we could get one of these things of your 40 done on February 29th. Yes. Yes. Penny's just okay. dropped for Lauren right there. Yeah. Get involved right now. <laughs> yeah. Sit down I and write a song it. together. Get Newton Faulkner oh, in or something. Yeah. That'd be great. I will look into it. <laughs> Don't, listen, lovely to speak. I love Newton Faulkner's. The... It, it might not be Newton Faulkner. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great to speak to you. That's great. I hired a moon-based management who say they've got a list of the alternative names for our dog Iggy that we use <laughs> on a daily basis. They've sent the lot. Iggy, Piggy, Ig, Pig, Iggle, Piggle, Iggle, Piggle, The Pig, The Ig, Igmeister General, Iglet, Piglet, Pigalata, Igalata, Ignatius, Iggy Pop, Iggy Pup, Igster, Pigster, Igman, Igalicious, Pupster, Pappuccino, Pupples and Icks. <laughs> At least we know where we stand with that. Uh, here's another list for you. Uh, I love this. Uh, Sue in Sussex says, I have 19 ongoing lists on my phone. Wow. Uh, they range from plants to grow in my garden. See, I could see myself doing that one. I like that. Uh, to foods that will aggregate my acid reflux. Swings and roundabouts, yeah. isn't it, with lists? <laughs> uh, right, we've got Anisha on the line. Anisha, tell us about the list that you've got on your phone then. Oh, goodness me. My list I have is um, great jokes from my co-worker and my daughter and shower thoughts as well. OK, let's just, uh, let's just go through those. You, you, on your phone, you have a list of uh, great jokes from your co-workers, uh, shower thoughts. <laughs> what is yes, a shower thought? Um, something that you think while you're having a shower. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Are we on good ground here? I feel like um, it's been an interesting week. Should we, let's just ask the question then. Give us an example of someone that you've thought of in the shower that you might have put in, in your notes. Nervous. OK, so the first joke is, how many tickles does it take to tickle an octopus? Go on. Ten tickles. Ten tickles. Oh, <laughs> I like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> up my street. These are uplifting, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. And what yeah, about a shower thought? Weekend, great. And then the other shower thought is, say, if you are waiting for the waiter, aren't you the waiter? Yes! yes. <laughs> Interesting showers you have, Anita, that's for sure, <laughs> isn't it? The 
very random ones, but yes. Anita, in our home time database of uh, listeners, we're now going to call you Confucius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Well, listen, lovely to speak to you. What a character you are. Lovely, thank you. Oh, we li- love listening to you. It's great. <laughs> ten tickles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have ten tickles right now. <laughs> this is Home Time with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie's bonus day. Life's busy. We don't have enough time. There's probably things that you want to do, but you've never got the chance to. Well, we've all got a bonus day at the end of the month because it's a leap year. Bush and Richie's bonus day is offering you the chance to do what you'd love to do, but don't get the chance. Uh, so get in touch. Absoluteradio.co.uk slash win. We could be making it happen on this show. We've got Ian standing by, ready to tell us his bonus day. Ian, you're on. What would you do then with this spare day in February? Oh, right. I would like to have a tour of the Tunnock's Tea Cake Factory. <laughs> now, just yeah. to make sure that in my mind, uh, Tunnock's tea cakes are what I think they are. They are the round things that you would get, they'd come yeah. in foil and you'd want to stick your finger in the top of them, kind of thing. Yeah, yes. you get like a six pack and, uh, you know, um, very tasty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever met anyone that doesn't like a Tunnock's tea cake. I'd agree. I, I don't think I'd trust someone if they said they didn't like a Tunnock's no, tea cake. No, it can be a bit sticky, but if you've got something to wash them down like a cup of tea, you're fine. Oh, it sounds better oh. all the time. <laughs> what one right now? This, this is almost, you know, with Wonka being out in the cinemas and everything, this is, this yeah. is you know, Chocolate Factory-esque. What do you it imagine is... is... Charlie, and the Ch- Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, isn't there? Well, what do you imagine is in the factory if you were to have a tour? Uh, free chocolate? I don't know. <laughs> Augustus Gloop over here. Ian, do you actually know where the Tunnock's Tea Cake Factory is? Yes, it's uh, just outside Glasgow. It's in Uddingston. OK, oh, now, right. now here's the thing, right? So if you like something, you you, you know, uh, you'd like a confectionery mm. or a thing, it could be anything, are you worried about peeking behind the, the curtain and seeing how it's made, that it might put you off slightly? And I'm, I'm sure it won't, but... I doubt, I doubt it'll put me off. <laughs> I think you might have a problem. How many tonics tea cake would you say that you eat a week? Ah, well, uh, you know, uh, it depends if my wife bought some from the shops and sometimes she keeps them for herself. Um... What we do is get a really big box and then put it somewhere and then it's amazing how it keeps going down, you know. Everybody keeps helping themselves and not saying anything. Wow. You know, so... So you would yeah. just like to have a look around, uh, a, a tour of the iconic Tunnock uh, Tea Cake Factory up there in the north? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic bonus day. It's the first confectionery-based one we've had. Certainly is. Oh, Surprise cool. it's taken this long. Well, why not? <laughs> well, Ian, thank you so much for sharing that with us and the hometown audience. Remember, dreams can happen. All right, fingers crossed. Now, some people, the things they've never got round to, fair enough. Uh, others, you can... <laughs> Jody says, I've always wanted to drive a tank. Really? <laughs> yeah. That would be quite cool, though, I, when you think really about it. really cool. Uh, who's this? Adrian. Adrian in Halifax says he would love to go cage diving with a great white shark. Good luck to you. Uh, it's been some brilliant ones coming in. We've got Tracy on the line right now. Tracy, what would you love to do with your bonus day? I would love to spend the day in the Bat Cave at Chester Zoo. The Bat oh. Cave at Chester Zoo. So you like to, like, hang out with loads of bats? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really peaceful and it's really quiet and dark and then... The bats fly past you and, and kind of buzz past you like you know, they're doing a top gun. Yeah, I, I've got to be honest, horses for courses for everybody, but I, I'm not necessarily certain that I, that sounds very nice to me. But... I, I'm concerned that the bats would just get in my hair and take my glasses off when they went past me. No, no, that, that, that's a, a myth. They've, they've got such good radar and so now that they can, won't go anywhere near you, learn to hit you. Wow. They're just really, really cute. What about their droppings? 
smell a bit, but I don't think they've, they've not done anything on me so far. So, just uh, imagine the scenario then. You'd like to creep into the back... A little bit sort of like someone you might see on Indiana Jones, and then we'll have all the bats... Would it be nice to have all the bats rush past you, that kind of thing? Yeah, you know, at the beginning of Batman, where I'll, I'll rush at him, fly around him, that'd be brilliant. I'd love that. Do you have night vision goggles? Because I'm imagining it's dark in there. Um, you could toss them in on the day. Fair enough. That's all part of the bonus day. And all it takes is one one bat to have ropey radar and you're going to be knocked clean out. Are you up for that? Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> as long as you sign the disclaimer, <laughs> disclaimer first of all. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll sign the waiver. Love it. Great to speak to you. All right, on you too. The noise of the past. It's Bush and Ritchie's Sound of the Decades. Absolute Radio 90. Sorry, I was just uh, I had to give it a nudge. Whenever you say grot, I, I, 80% weather, 20% magazine. Right, OK. Uh, now, we've had some amazing suggestions come in for what this noise is, this sound from the 1990s. Uh, obviously, we don't accept text, but it's just interesting, people delving back into their experience of the 90s. Hi, chaps. Billy from Bamwell Barbers, North Somerset. Is the sound of the decade the stack of cards on the old Microsoft computer game Solitaire when they shuffle the card deck? <laughs> That's the most niche one yet, that, isn't it? Yes. And because we don't take guesses uh, on text, we can't say whether it is or not. We just don't know. Unless Chris is about to guess that. How are you, Chris? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. That that wasn't your guess, was it? The, uh, the solitaire pack of cards? Um, no, it wasn't. Right. It wasn't that. Chris, before we get into it, how's your day been? Has the weather been as bad for you as it has been for us? Yeah, it's been miserable all day, but other than that, it's been spot on. Are you working outside, Chris? Or is it an inside job that you do? Um, so I was working inside until 10, and then I was working outside until half five. Well, there you go. You heard it here first on the show. Chris is currently working on an inside job. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, right, Chris, what radio station do uh, you have as your accompaniment for home time? Absolute radio, obviously. Uh, so standard absolute standard, radio. Standard, yes. Vanilla. Standard, yeah, old vanilla, yeah. Okay, and this is all about the 90s this era at the moment, uh, in honour of absolute radio 90s. What, what were you doing in the 90s? Oh, well, I was born in 89, so not much. Just a child. This man's a child. Will that help him? 34. Still just a child. Thanks for doing the maths for us, because uh, we are incapable. Uh, Chris! Right, sound of the decades from the 90s. What is this sound? A pest dispenser. Oh. Now, that was that thing that was mainly, like, if you went on holiday to Spain with, with like, your family, they had pest yeah, things. like a Superman one or something. Let's have a listen one more time. And what, what is that specifically, though? Like the head of the Pez dispenser where it dispenses the sweets. Yeah. It's not a bad, not a bad guess, that. Not a bad guess. It's better than the solitaire one. Violent action that the, uh, the Pez head had. Mm-hmm. Is it correct? You're a loser and you have lost. You may be younger than us, Chris, but you're way out, my friend. <laughs> no worries. Spectacularly younger as well. Spectacularly so. <laughs> what are you doing with all your energy and that this evening then, Chris? Oh, not much. Home with the family now. Cook a bit of dinner and just chill out. Just try and get over this uh, little bit of a reverse you've had this evening on the show. Yeah, work some more on that inside job. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Anyway, Chris, hard luck. Uh, Sound of the Decades will return on Monday. The Daily Takeaway. Time for final word for. We come up with a word for something that currently doesn't have a word. 
Uh, and this is a personal one for me this evening. This, this goes right to the very core of my existence because it's happening as we speak outside my house. Go on. So someone... Again, I don't have a parking spot, right? I haven't got a drop curb or anything like mm-hmm. that, but you know what it's like in terms of... A, we've got one of them busy streets where if, if you see a gap, you run out and get, move the car so you can be outside your house. And it's all of you that live in the same street, so you kind of know that's his car, that's their house, that's that's where that's, that's where it works. Yeah, and I don't begrudge to say my neighbour Colin parking outside ours because no. it's not. I haven't got any kind of right to that no. space. However... And you might get with this, sometimes you get people who turn up out of nowhere, complete strangers, don't recognise the car, uh, and this person has parked their, like, 1980s Dempsey and Makepeace car <laughs> outside our house, and it's been there for about a week and a half. <laughs> so what is, what is with... They've not come back to the car. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's like a, a youngish girl... And it's really weird because it's like a car out of the 1980s. You would look like you were a car enthusiast if you owned it. Knowing you like I do, I can imagine quite how much that annoys you every single time you leave the house. Every time. Because you know what I've done? This is really embarrassing. I'm going to admit it. I actually stood outside the car uh, a couple of days ago and checked whether it was still taxed. (laughs) Isn't that awful? That's so you. (laughs) So petty. (laughs) And annoyingly, it is taxed and insured. (laughs) Really annoying. But like, what what is... We need a word for that. When a stranger parks their car outside your house and leaves it there for a What's that called? That person, my friend, is a nombore. A what, sorry? They are a nombore. Talk us through this one. Uh, so you know the phrase NIMBY, not in my backyard? Never heard of that before. you not heard of that? No, producer Adam shaking his head as well. I'm absolutely stunned that both of you are so ignorant. NIMBY, not in my backyard, sounds like your preference if you're on a dating site. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've not heard the phrase NIMBY? Where would you use NIMBY? In what context? Oh, like, say, for example, there was a bypass being built and you're like, oh, no, not in my backyard kind of thing. Hashtag NIMBY. You don't, well, yeah, you're a NIMBY. <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's great. Oh, well, it, it's, it's my... No, no, it's fine, it's fine. So, fine. nombor would be not on my bit of road. <laughs> you're in what I would describe as a abbreviation quagmire. <laughs> I am, yeah. The fact that no-one knew NIMBY has really ruined my plans. <laughs> All I had was curb mauler. That's good. Instead of crawler. Uh, so that we're, we're middling, fair to middling on ours. Uh, come up with a word for no, when... No, mine's a, better than middling. Yes, fair enough. Yes, it's better than mine. Thank you. Uh, when a stranger parks their car outside your house for ages and leaves it there, what is that? Someone has texted to say, NIMBY has now progressed to banana, build absolutely nothing anywhere near anyone. That's very good. I so like keep that. yours coming in. There's one here from uh, someone doesn't leave their name, a curb squatter. Very good. Uh, Paul, what's yours? Car intrusion, a combination of car and intrusion. Like that, so they're intruding on your turf. Although technically, isn't my turf because, I mean, do you have any rights to the, the space outside your house? Technically, uh, no. I live in a third-story flat, so. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, you... weird if the car parks outside that in midair. Like. <laughs> That's a good point. It would be in midair. <laughs> yeah. I like car intrusion. Uh, so they're a car intruder, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard, uh, uh, Paul, of the phrase NIMBY? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've heard of NIMBY, yeah. Thank you. Backyard, oh. yeah. yeah, he can have a backyard outside his third door window. <laughs> uh, Paul, we're going to leave you now, OK? All right, OK. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Paul. Right, and yourself. Ta-da. Look after yourself. Some people giving us slightly illicit methods of dealing with this situation, because it is going on in our house at the moment. Uh, this person says, when someone parks outside my house for ages, I move their car along with a trolley jack to the next house. <laughs> What is going on there? That's a home-time listener for you. Another NIMBY. Uh, Sean, what's your word? Spocher, as in a space poacher. Yes. Yes, Sean. Someone who's out looking for other people's spaces to snag. Exactly. There are people who go out there spoaching. Perfect. Yes. Much better than NIMBY. Oh, oh it's a little slap in the face for Richie there. Well, no, but mine was nombor. 
Yeah, but that still doesn't make any sense for the rest of us that don't know what NIMBY is. Have you not heard of NIMBY? No. Well, Sean, well done, because I'd never heard of it before. It's in the Oxford Dictionary. Uh, no words. What can I say? Exactly. That's how I, I say that phrase every day on this show as we wrap up at seven. Sean, lovely to hear from you. <laughs> Thank you. This is the Daily Takeaway. Adding to the English language, as we do every Thursday night, find a word for, or after a word for that thing when a stranger parks their car outside your house and leaves it there for ages. Spoil for choice this evening, some fantastic ones that have come in, but we spoke to Sean earlier, and I, I think Spocher is very difficult uh, to look past for this. Even though she'd never heard of a NIMBY before. <laughs> yeah, You've been the bigger person about it. Uh, thank you very much. So, Spocher, that's what they are, those people who park out there. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Right, here we are then. Here's the, the email that we couldn't read out earlier on, uh, actually on the show, because it was too dark and bleak. We were talking about uh, what things have you got on your phone as a list. Uh, Michelle has emailed us from Stockport. She says, hi, guys. I have the family's coffin club list on my phone. Right. If you're unsure what this is, we all pick a celebrity who we think is going to die next. Wow. Currently, my daughter is winning with Bob Barker and Angela Lansbury. I have one point with Henry Kissinger. Other family suggestions are Willie Nelson, Clint Eastwood and Gene Hackman. Thank you, Michelle. That's so bleak, isn't it? It's a bleak game, but I tell you what, it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know, if they do anything, maybe just do Wordle with your family, but this could be the next level. 